On this episode of Scammer Stories... I felt ashamed at that moment that I had even suspected that my wife could do anything like that. A college professor wrestles with divorcing his scammer. He didn't understand her web of lies until years later. But then I had a change of heart and I said, no, I don't want to get a divorce. She was so good that he questioned his own judgment. But she said I'd have to give her $3,000 in cash or she wouldn't sign any separation agreement. Once his mind was made, her true colors started to show. And so I began to think that my wife may have, in fact, intended to murder me. Here's the rest of the story. I wanted to reconcile with my wife, so we agreed to meet up the next day to go to the Baltimore Festival of Books. I went to meet her, but I wanted to meet her only in the lobby. I wanted to only be in public, and she sort of recognized that. But then when we were walking to the Inner Harbor, where the Festival of Books was. First, she wanted to go to the Verizon store. So once again, it turned into going to a store. And she wanted to change the iPhone that I bought her for $900. I, even I don't have an iPhone. I have a flip phone that I'm using. So she wanted to transfer that to her name, but they wouldn't let her because she'd only had it for less than three months. So then after that, all of a sudden, the plans to go to the book festival were scrapped. But she was still being rude, and I thought, wait a minute, I thought we were meeting up because we were reconciling, and then she continued to uh, insult me. So we went to Bubba Gump, her favorite restaurant, and she continued to insult me and insult me and insult me. At one stage, I said, okay, if we were simply dating, if we were boyfriend and girlfriend, at this point, it would be over. So I gave her a fair warning, but she kept it up. And so after enough of that, I said, that's it, we're getting a divorce. And then she threw a glass of red wine on me and, uh, and walked out. In the middle of the restaurant? Yes. Oh, but it was kind of uh, mechanical the way she threw the red wine, as if, again, she was following some kind of script. The following weekend, I wrote her a long email saying, you know what? You should have told me that you were just interested in the money because I'm a professor. This is the kind of person I am. I told her in that email that I was still willing to let her stay in the apartment I'd give her $400 a month and pay the rent, and I would even buy her some kind of pass so that she could travel around Baltimore, and I gave her leave to meet someone else. And so I said she could stay in the apartment at least until the lease was up, which wouldn't have been for the, till the following June. At this point, it was uh, September. But then I had a change of heart, and I said, no, I don't want to get a divorce. Let's go to a marriage counselor. And uh, after I dropped $400 off in the mailbox to our apartment, she replied that she just wanted a divorce and she wanted a flight back to Turkey. And the flight was supposed to leave on Thursday. This was a Monday. And so I bought the ticket for her. And uh, so I said that we'd have to get a separation agreement. So we would go to a lawyer that I'd previously identified when I started thinking about getting a divorce maybe two weeks before this. But she said I'd have to give her $3,000 in cash or she wouldn't sign any separation agreement. You know, I told her I can't get that because my bank isn't local, but I, I managed to go to the ATM and get as much as possible. And then I wrote her a check, but she didn't just want the check. She wanted to make sure it somehow cleared. So I think my bank was able to do something in an expedited fashion so that the $3,000 could be put in the bank account that she had in Baltimore. So she got the money she wanted, and so she signed the separation agreement. Her plane was supposed to leave that night. So I showed up. I was even still opening doors for her, by the way. But 
I uh, was going to take her to the airport. I still had some Turkish liras and I had some euros, which they also accept in Turkey. And so I gave her something like $150 worth or maybe more in euros and Turkish liras so that she could have some money when she arrived in Turkey. And uh, when I picked her up, she was not quite in the parking garage, but almost at the bottom where the elevators are. But I wanted to check out the apartment because I thought maybe she would be vengeful and wreck the apartment. So I went up and my key wouldn't work. And so I came back down to her and said, uh, let me have your key. Went up and her key wouldn't work. So I went to the front desk of the apartment building and I told the attendant there that my key isn't working. Can they have a locksmith come? And so I went back to my wife. My wife was texting me about how she needed to go and needed to use the facilities and stuff like that. But I told my wife that a locksmith was coming. So if there's any damage done to the apartments, they would find out. This was something telling you how much of a hold my wife had on me psychologically. My wife said she couldn't do anything to the apartment. You know, she was there by herself. What could she have done? And uh, I felt ashamed at that moment that I had even suspected that my wife could do anything like that. So I drove her to the airport and I did have a speech prepared. And before I could say it, she then told me the same thing she had told me the day she first saw my apartment about how... Um, uh, I was uh, just interested in myself and I should be interested in other people. And I was uh, dumbstruck, I think that's the word, because I thought, how could anyone look at everything that I had done for her, <laughs> any sane person, and interpret that as being selfish? And she said that she could have been harder on me. She could, and I thought, wow, oh, I, I didn't think it was even possible for someone yeah. to be harder <laughs> on me. Uh, so I, I said, I have no idea what you're talking about, and turned and left. Uh, when I drove back to my apartment, I decided to go to the new apartment first, and not my current apartment. And uh, the locksmith had arrived, and I walked in, and there was a table there with a couple of chairs and nothing else. She had the locks changed so you couldn't get in and see that before she left? Uh, actually, it was even more disturbing than that. The locks, I think, had just been destroyed because they told us that the lock had been damaged. And so there was nothing there. You know, we'd bought all this new furniture, and it was expensive furniture, like a $1,200 mattress. I forget how much the, the bed frame cost. But it was all new stuff, because I thought, we're going to have it for a decade or more. So I'll buy top-quality furniture, and I'll buy the stuff that my wife wants. And uh, it was all gone. I think I sent her a text message saying, uh, should I call the police? And then she called. I told her um, that I could have the police haul her off the plane, but I choose not to. And she started to say, well, I could then tell them, and then I just hung up on her. So she was obviously about to threaten me, but I, um, I hung up on her. And that was the last I, uh, I, I heard from her, because this was before her plane was supposed to take off. So how are you feeling at this point? You've got to be devastated and heartbroken. I can't imagine uh, yeah, well, it took a couple of days to kick in because, remember, I told you she left me two clues, which she probably hadn't meant to reveal. And um, the bit about the Russian mafia, well, that was the, the main one, because imagine the timeline. Her flight's Thursday night. She told me to buy the tickets for that specific flight 
on Monday, I think Monday evening, and she couldn't have known that I bought it until Tuesday morning, which I think is when I bought it. So she had two days, and I had only left the apartment the previous Wednesday, I believe it was. So I doubt that she would have started clearing out the apartment until she knew that she was going to get that ticket. She wasn't going to spend her own money on a ticket to Turkey. It's over $1,000. So she must have just cleared out the apartment in two days. I could not have cleared out an apartment in two days. Where did they even put the furniture and stuff? That's the other Uh, question. This is a good question. And so I went immediately down to the the same woman in the uh, the lobby who worked for the apartment complex, and she brought up the security footage from the previous day, and I could see some guy carrying out one of the tables. It had a distinctive coloration, so I knew it was the table that I had bought her. And they said that they had other footage, but they never did give me any of that footage. I did get an email confirming that their employee does remember what happened and did see this stuff, but I don't have the actual footage but what they did give me was around 4.19 in the morning, there's video footage of her coming down the elevators with some guy. And then they walk down to the parking garage. And then two minutes later, they come up from the parking garage and go back to the elevator. Now, they're standing some distance apart. So from the body language, I wouldn't think that she was having an affair with this guy. But what I suspect is that This was some confederate of hers that she was working with, and she probably had him in in the apartment in case I came back. Um, And so this is where it becomes very disturbing for me, since you asked how I felt. What would have happened if I had, in fact, decided, hey, I want to come back to my own apartment and try to have a discussion with my wife when she has less than 24 hours in this country? Then that guy would have been there. Undoubtedly, the guy would have then tried to force me out with physical force. And if you have a physical confrontation like that, anything goes in this country. Mm -hmm. My wife could have stabbed me with a kitchen knife. And so I began to think that my wife may have, in fact, intended to murder me. Wow. Because, you know, why else would that guy have been there? And I don't think that any reputable moving company would have just cleared out an apartment. So it was probably someone who knew that they were committing a crime, ergo organized crime. And so my wife may have actually been telling the truth. And I now believe my wife was telling the truth when she said she was connected to the Russian mafia. And this is where all of her strange behavior then started to make sense. 99% of the behavior that she exhibited that I thought had thought was strange made perfect sense. Why she barely talked, um, why her, the people she said were her parents were enthusiastic, all the stories that she had for the money, the changing ex- explanations for why she was sleeping on the, on the couch, Uh, why she kept insisting on filling out the documents. It was all a scam because she just expected this operation to last four months. So she got the green card. And uh, even her insulting behavior may have been intended to cause me to fly out of control, which she never succeeded in doing, because there's uh, some U.S. regulation that if, you know, the wife can claim that her husband did something, then she automatically gets a green card. Oh, wow. And so that was my uh, belief that that was what she was actually trying to do because her behavior made no sense otherwise. So that's what made me feel so terrible because this was someone that I was so fooled, so completely fooled by who may have in fact intended to murder me, but was certainly stealing from me and had no remorse. So 
So I was stuck paying the bills for another year. Oh, another thing is that she was very careful about what she stole. We had cable and internet, and she left that device. So she knew only to take my stuff and not anybody else's stuff because she knew that if she had taken anyone else's stuff, then that might be something that police could go after her for. But, you know, she always acted before like she wasn't smart enough to be able to do things like that. And so that's why I also thought she's working with other people. Maybe she was smart enough and was just pretending like Zorro. But um, I think that um, she was working with other people, and they were the ones telling her what to do in order to fool me. Three months later, I realized, hey, the phone is still under my name. So I was able to get the phone numbers that she called and that called her. So I do have the phone number of whoever she called right before during that week. Uh, So presumably I could just call them up and find out who they are or get a private investigator to find out. And she had told me that the friend of her mother's who used the immigration lawyer that I wound up hiring was in Orlando, and there's an Orlando number um, in that list. So, again, I could do the same thing, get a private investigator and find out who that person actually is in order to find out more who my wife really was and if she had done this to anybody else. So I felt terrible. About six months, I was devastated. Um, But after a year, I realized, you know what, maybe I can do something. And so I tried to file charges against her, but a lawyer working for the state's attorney literally laughed in my face when I brought that up. Oh, which how is not rude. Something. Yeah, so I, I want to make two points that the government is giving an incentive to organized crime with all these rules that they have set up ostensibly to protect foreign brides. But this is America. The law should be set up to protect Americans over foreigners, not foreigners over Americans. So these women shouldn't have an incentive. And then I would say even that in the event of a divorce in less than two years, the bride should lose her visa. We need to remove the incentive. There shouldn't be laws like if the, if the wife claims some false statement that she automatically gets a visa. And uh, the men need to have the same respect that the women would have. If you look at YouTube videos of men who have been fooled by mail-order brides, the comments are harsh. Like, there's no sympathy whatsoever shown for the men. Mm-hmm. In fact, most people even say this explicitly. But when women are tricked by romance scams, of course, people are sympathetic. You know, this is, this is how uh, uh, America is, and uh, it should change. Were you ever able to actually get a divorce, and is that going to be an issue? Shockingly, the lawyer that I used has not secured a divorce yet. I don't understand why I still use him only because since he was the one I signed the separation agreement with, I want to make sure that that stays in force. In Maryland, separation isn't really a uh, a legal status. So I am married. And so I figure if I switch lawyers, I wouldn't be entirely certain that the separation agreement would be in force. So I'm sticking with this lawyer for now. Although, yeah, I've, I've, I've almost lost patience because it's been over two and a half years, and I have had no contact with her. I only knew that she was even alive because the lawyer's assistant said he got an email from her. So it's kind of bizarre that you could not hear from your spouse in over two and a half years, and yet you're not granted um, a divorce. Um, So it's, 
it's very perplexing to me and uh, annoying. My main concern is that she not be allowed back in the United States, but I've contacted the FBI. I've contacted ICE, Immigration and Customs Enforcement. I've contacted USCIS, which is Citizenship and Immigration Services. I've contacted the Department of Homeland Security, and I've not heard from anyone, even though we spent two years talking about, in the media, Russian infiltration. And here's a woman who admitted that she was part of the Russian mafia and obviously proved that she has some kind of network in Baltimore. Uh, None of these agencies even wanted to, even responded to me. I did write the embassy in Lithuania, and they wanted to hear more. I have not yet written the State Department, which I I will do, but I want to make sure that she doesn't have a visa. Hopefully she has not come back to the United States. I have resisted going to her Facebook page, but you can feel free to. Her name is Alona Arturavna Dauksha, or at least that's the name she used. And I want the story out there with her name so that other men aren't going to be devastated the way I was. I was actually lucky because, one, I wasn't murdered, and uh, two, you know, I got her to sign the separation agreement so she couldn't extract, legally extract uh, money from me. Other people who have married mail-order brides and got scammed, uh, have, uh, like one guy I uh, communicated with said he wound up paying $100,000, um, and he got a divorce, I think, within two weeks. Uh, it's not a life lesson because I'm never going to be in this situation again. Uh, it feels terrible, obviously. And even though I guess as an adult, you're not supposed to really care that much about what what other people think. And I want to thank you so much for doing this. This could help someone else. Yeah, because so many people don't want to uh, speak about it because they're ashamed, they're embarrassed, and they know that they're going to be bashed. I'm willing to speak to you. I wouldn't go and speak to, say, someone else. And I'm not going to say that I was stupid. I'm going to say that, yes, there were signs, but the operation was sophisticated. Uh, I read many books about scams, and this wasn't in any of them, that your wife could be working with a group of other people, sometimes giving the wrong answers so that you think, okay, that's not what a a scam artist would be saying, so she must not be a scam artist, and it could get uh, this far. And I'm not going to kick myself over marrying someone I didn't know because I did actually meet her three years before we got married, over three years before we got married. So once again, I want to thank Dr. Farley for sharing his story. It wasn't easy for him or anyone else who has shared their story with Scammer Stories podcast. And something else, I've made a lot of stupid mistakes and they have all involved the opposite sex. Affairs of the heart are just different. Until next time, my Scammer Warriors. Thank you.